COVID vaccinations for no longer neutral. Black Lives Matter, whether it's a hash. Can't take it no longer. It's minority children that are suffering the most. Begin to have real conversations. No, no longer, longer neutral. neutral. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to No Longer Neutral. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and rate our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at No Longer Neutral. I am Dr. A.D. And I am Dr. Sharice Roper. And I am Dr. Michael Haygood. And right off from the start, I have my apologies. What you apologizing for? You better Golden say it out loud. Golden State is the NBA champions 2022. Yay, Congratulations. Yes, they are. Congratulations, I already knew that. She I picked them. That. I did Princess not. Best. I was going for Boston. And remember, I can't believe it. my whole premise behind that was the teamwork. You did. Working as a team. You did. You it did. pays my off boys every didn't come single through. time. Jason Tatum and, uh, and it's just no, no such a thing that a Laker fan could ever cheer for Boston. So I know. Just I, just, you know I, just, right, I just felt like it was going to be Boston's year. I don't really favor any of those teams, but how'd you enjoy the game? It was good, huh? Oh my gosh, it was just exciting, amazing, exciting. And you know, I'm gonna give all props to Boston because they played hard. Right. So you know, we have to appreciate them and give them some love. But you know, you got to do a little bit more. I really wanted Boston to win that six games, so we could have come back to the weekend, and it could have been right before Juneteenth, right before Father's Day. See, the way Warriors let me down. So they basically kick tail too fast. Right. Okay, and got also it. Also, we wanted to do this week before we even get started talking about some of our subject matter is just shout out our listeners. Yes. You know, we've been having listeners check in with us and saying things like, hey, cuz, and that comes from Sammy Irvin, my cousin. Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. Love it. You know, so shout out to him. Well, you guys got listening. Well, I want to thank Sheila Hardy, one of our colleagues, because we ha- I had a question on the, one of our other seri- sessions regarding why we, as African-American people, descendants of slaves, celebrate Juneteenth with red soda or red food and what's its significance. And so she kind of heard the, the, the show and called me and say, or texted me and said, it's because of the blood of our ancestors. It's those who became Hello. before us. Hello. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Sheila, that thank you were you, listening Sheila. and that you answered my question. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yes, thank yes. you. And I want to give a shout out to Mefty, my number one fan. All right, Mefty. She listens every week. She lets me know if it doesn't come on exactly on Monday <laughs> at the time that she hopes it comes on. So thank you so much for your input and all that support. Um, and she helps me to stay on track with what I'm supposed to be doing. So thank you. And to all of our other listeners, we just want to say thank you. We want to be able to shout you out as well. So text us. Don't forget to follow us. Don't forget to subscribe. That way we know that you're in the house listening to us, okay? Yes, yes. All right, without further ado, it looks like we're getting ready. What's up for today? It looks like we're getting ready to start another biography. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I heard people say, hey, Ayana, you know, you talked about yourself, so I want to know more about your other colleagues Looks on the like show. like Dr. Sharice Roper, you're up. Yeah, up. It's right. your turn. Wow. So where So do we're going to take some time to listen to Sharice Roper's life, and we're going to be asking some questions. This is your opportunity to get to know our wonderful, 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 wonderful friend, colleague, um, soulful Soror, person, soror, sweetheart, <laughs> kind spirit. Okay, your turn. Introduce <laughs> yourself. There you go, Sharice. All right. Well, I am Sharice Roper. Um, 
I'm trying to think where do I start, right? Um, I have been, in my opinion, I've been an educator all of my life. Um, And a lot of that comes from, I had my sister, her name was Tina, she has passed away now. Um, But she was what we would consider in today's time a um, person with um, special needs but high functioning. Got it. So Tina was, you know, all of my life she was at a different school and had different classes and things like that. Um, But as an adult was able to work and drive and Married, Go all ahead, of that. Mefty. So yes, yes, yes. That's Tina. Oh, that's Tina. Tina's Tina. best friend. Sorry about um, that. But I say, as an educator, I was the second of the, my sister was older, and so I just remember always um, trying to find supports for her mm. because you know in the family, my mother's single mother, and so just helping her with homework and things like that. And I was always like thinking out of the box because she wasn't able to learn it the way that I learned it. Mm -hmm. And so that was like the beginning of my educational career. Um, Never really wanted to be a teacher though. Really? No, 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 no. I went to school, Cal State Northridge. um, And I studied radio, television, film. And you wanted to do what with now, that? Now, I wanted to be a producer. There you go. Behind the scenes. Um, really thought about what happens in the front and what happens in the back and realized that those behind the scenes actually made a little bit more money <laughs> <laughs> than those who were in front um, and just felt like I always had a story to tell. Uh-huh. And that I wanted to be able um, to really do that kind of work and produce worked in the industry for about three years, Bob Booker productions, um, universal studios lot. And probably the only big reason why I left that profession was, um, my mother had passed while I was in college and she left her home. So while I was in school, we're renting it out. But when I finished, I realized that I had a mortgage. (laughs) <laughs> and the thing that comes with radio TV um, producing and such is, you know, the times when people are not watching, you've got all these reruns. Yes. Well, that means that the those that work on the set, it, we're on hiatus or you're on hiatus. So that means you're just not working. Well, I didn't realize that when you're not working, you don't get paid either. Hello. So I needed to do something. A little, right? known, a little known fact. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and someone said, why don't you've got a degree? Why don't you just sub? I was like, substitute teach. But did that and um, decided that I would get the teaching credential just because to make sure that I had that. And in the middle of working on that, they called and said, hey, we're ready to start back. And I said, you know, let me just finish this. And they were like, okay, well, you will call you. Never got a call back, but that's okay. Because um, I have now been in education for a long time and have really loved the work. Yes. And um, really enjoy the difference that I feel like I've made with students and with educators, again, around um, thinking outside of the box in terms of how people see things and learn things. And, um, and equity. Equity. Your big thing yes. is equity. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm always thinking about how we can close the gap 
for all of us, and and it's not even just kids. When I think about even adult leadership, yes, and how when I look in the spaces I work in the central offices, and I don't see a lot of people that look necessarily like me, and so I'm always concerned about that, and I'm always thinking about how do I help to pave the way and and move people or help people into places um, that may not always be available. Gotcha. Um, so that's a big part of the work that I do. That's a yes. big part of what I think about all the time. My mind is always spinning. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a nutshell, that's, that's is who I am. No. No. I'm not going to let you get away with that. No. <laughs> that's the career component okay. of Sharice Roper. All right. But I want to get in your business. All right. You're sitting here it. with two other single people, uh-huh. married to a wonderful man. Yes. Tell us about the romantic part of your life. What's happening there? How'd you find him? Where'd you meet? What's going on? Because we need to, you know, soak up some of that, get next to you and feel some of that warmth, you know? So the the whole story, and I can't tell you the whole thing, Uh-oh. but because it goes back a long time. Gotcha. So my husband and I met in high school. Yeah. Uh, I was in the ninth grade and he was in the 10th grade. And he knew somebody that I had gone to junior high school with. And I was just walking by with some friends. And he, he stopped and he was like, hey, don't you know? You know? And I think it was kind of like I waved to Keith, who, who was the friend. And then, and the story is that he says, he's like, don't you know him? Yep. And don't you know her? Whatever. And Keith was like, oh, that's just Sharice. Yeah, right. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, maybe like a few weeks later, we saw each other at one of the dances. You know that back then, schools had dances yes, all the yes. time, right? And um, ended up just talking the whole night. And then we dated through most of high school. Got it. Um, of course, he was older than me, so he went away to school. And, and then I went away um, to Northridge. And we connected again back in, in, um, in college right after my mother passed. Um, you know, he reached out because his mom and my mother had become friends. They knew each other. They talked all the time and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And then long story short, um, we connected, we got back together. However, I knew that, you know, one of the pieces of if your parent passes and, you know, you're relying on them for, to support and help out with college, um, was able to receive her social security, but would only be able to receive it till 22. Mm. And then after that, you'd be on your own. So my focus was finishing mm-hmm. by that time. Got it. And so I had to kind of let that go because I was spending all my time in the library. I was taking 21 units. Wow. I was petitioning for more so that I could just make sure that I finished because I knew that that's what my mother would have really wanted was for me to finish. Isn't it interesting that we always seem to, most people seem to always have a fallback career, like something that they either were going to do when they were younger mm-hmm. that they ended up not doing, or even if you chose the career of your field, it always feels like you have another talent or a gift in something else. And so that desire for me, it was radio and like Mm. radio broadcaster, news reporter. I always knew that I wanted to do something with my voice. I just always knew that. Yeah. The question I have for you is, is there anything that Ayana and I don't know about you still? 
anything that you don't share know that about share that personal. Me. Um, I don't know. The two of you know pretty a lot a lot <laughs> of my story. Um, you know that I was a lifeguard, yeah. swim instructor. Yeah. Swim team. That's the stuff I wanted to hear. There you go. Yes. Spent a lot of time doing that. I have pictures of uh, myself teaching children to swim. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I started swimming at about four. My aunt took me to the um, Jackie Robinson Dorsey High School pool. Yeah. And that's where I started and just loved it. I think even though I do a lot of talking and I'm very social in some instances, I'm really, really more on the shy side until I get to know you. That is true. And I felt like I think swimming was that place that I could just be to myself because it's an individual sport, right? And you spend so much time in that water just um, really spending time with yourself. So it's just such yeah, a... it seems uh, like when you swim, you don't think about anything but swimming. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm absolutely. Yeah. I have done, I don't know if you know this, maybe you do, but I have um, done some um, scuba diving. Never knew that. Love the underwater. That It's a, such a different world down there. Yeah. Um, and then all that goes with, you know, monitoring your tank and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so that's a, a great experience that I spent a few years doing. And what else? Um, I, you know, I've done a lot of schooling, um, doctorate degree, but I also have a specialist degree in leadership. Wow. On top of the BA and the master's. And so facilitation is really in your area. And you know that I have wonderful three children, beautiful children, and two two grandchildren. Yes, yes, yes. Um, My son has been very good with doing all that needs to be done to make sure that I was a grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, are you listening? (laughs) And Manny. Yeah. And. You know, I have a few more years in, I would say, doing the work that I'm currently doing in my prof- the, the profession that put food on the table and all yes, of that kind of yes. stuff. But really looking forward to my next adventure. And what might that and be? And I'm, I'm definitely leaving probably a little earlier than others because I have so many thoughts and goals about things that I want to do. Yeah, me too. That nobody's holding my hand and and making me go here and making me go there. You can be guaranteed that it's going to still have something to do with equitable environments and equity for others. Um, but just really, really interested in, in tapping into that and going the full gamut with it. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you feel when you, when you work for an organization, a big organization, you feel like you're a little stifled. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to be holding my hand anymore. On I that. agree. So I uh, agree. look for information about that to come soon. Um, we'll put our prayers for all that. Absolutely, 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 and I love this work podcast, yes. radio, TV, film. Yes. Here I am, yeah. right? Here <laughs> full circle, here we are, yes. full circle. So, absolutely. Yes. Full circle. Well, we thank you for sharing your story. My thank pleasure. you so much, My and pleasure. I hope our listeners have learned so much about you and send your questions on in. Right. 
And, you know, I was thinking there was one Sunday I was attending City of Refuge with uh, Bishop Noel Jones. And he said, you know, sometimes career chooses you. Mm. We don't necessarily choose the career. I like that. A career mm-hmm. may choose you sometimes. I'm ready for that. My and hands think, are open. And I think that's what education was for me just as well. It chose me. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Mm. And I've had a great um, time with education. I know that I w- I've been invited to um, and attended a couple of weddings from students that I taught. Um, I remember a student came back when I was still teaching in the Westchester area. And a student came back and said to me, he had um, graduated from, I think, middle school. And he, I think his sister was graduating from the elementary school. And he said, I remember those affirmations that you would have us do each morning. He said, I have one that I still say every single day. Aww. And he was like, I just wanted you to know that, you know, you really, you know, played a, a big part in me just believing in myself and stuff. So, you know, those things are the things that I just really relish and just kind of wow. Yes. That's, wow. That's what I'm in it for. Awesome. Absolutely. That's, That's why awesome. I'm in it. Yes. And I'm unlike both of you, I actually chose education. I was actually something that I really chose, even though I could have chosen some other things. Mm-hmm. I think I have talents in a few areas, but that was my choice. Mm-hmm. Speaking of choice, we're transitioning to, do you have a choice to buy gas nowadays? <laughs> no, we do not. What's oh. going on with the gas right. prices? What do y'all think about these gas prices? Is it insane? Um, should we have expected it? Is it normal based on the fact that we know we're in a situation where we're only getting the loose ends from a war situation in Europe? You know, what's what's your take on this? Well, the positive thing, because I always try to reach for the positive, is that short trips, I ride my bike. So if I go to CVS <laughs> or talk about grandmother's house, I ride my bike. Yes. So I'm getting some, getting some cardio in uh, to conserve ga- uh, the gas. But I don't understand um, yet how California is such a... Experiencing such higher rates of gas in other places, other than, of course, we already know it's just more costly to live here anyway. But it just seems like there's something, somebody's not telling me the Some hiking deal. going on. There's something mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Well, I definitely believe, in, you know, gas hike is, hikes occur even when there is no global war right. going on. Right. So we know that that's happening. And I think that California is definitely one of those suspect mm-hmm. states mm-hmm. that we have to sort of keep our eyes on. But I, like you, am just like I saw a gas you know the little signs that be on the corner for the gas station it was up to ten dollars in a couple of places and I was like what in the world is going on right right but why would you know it makes me wonder well why would someone stop there unless you really were it was an emergency but also, why is yours ten dollars and I'm selling over here for six eighty three? But the, that's Ayana's point. But my point is, if no one was stopping there, uh, right. then they couldn't keep keep the price at that's that true. rate. That's a good point. So why is someone there? Because they probably need you to go and stand with a sign that says, <laughs> "Do not stop here." We're stri- going across the We're street. protesting this gas station <laughs> right. on the corner of this and this. But no, that is off. Op- op- that actually can go across all spectrums of, of, of commerce. I mean, sure. if we don't purchase. Right. What will we do? Right. And you know, and I, I read, it reminds me of a Robin Hood type character. Um, in some state, a guy was stealing gas and selling it at a cheaper rate to his neighborhood. Wow. wow. Yes, yeah, so of course he got arrested. But just the thinking. How of, do you even do that? 
Yeah, they were stealing the gas out the tanks some kind of way at nighttime or whatever time it was and wow. selling it in mm. the neighborhood. Right. So, well, okay, so I was reading the comments on Instagram. They were like, you know, he's a hero, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, he's only a hero if he's not getting out of your car. Then yeah, it, then it's not a hero. Yeah. Let's move to what's going on in the biggest, trendiest topic of today. As and we all know, um, and that's January 6th. You know, this whole thing is still going on. It's dragging on. I know a lot of us are consumed and very over the whole Trump era. I Absolutely. know that. <laughs> However, it is a now long time ago. <laughs> it is now carrying on to where they are now looking at the January sixth in- insurrection um, to see um, to actually chase accountability to see who basically they need to sort of put in the box of guilty. But at the same point, are they really even looking for guilt? I mean, what's going to come of this? Do you guys think anything will come of this? Well, go ahead. Sounds like doubters. It, appear, it appears that I know there are some from the Republican Party who, because they stood for what I consider righteousness and say, call it out, hey, this was a plot, this was a plan, this did happen. You know, they've lost their seats in some of their Correct. In their they areas. speak against Trump, you're going down. Yeah, they did for some areas. So, uh, you know, it takes, um, for those who are courageous enough to want to uphold the, the the right kind of behaviors yes. and, and ta- speak against yes. behaviors that will cause danger to our country. You know, hats off to them. What do I think will happen? I don't know. You know, just when I look at the past mm-hmm. uh, practices of America, there are just different governing rules for different, different sets people. of people. Right. And I don't mean just different races and ethnicities. I mean, Class, mm-hmm. I got you. You know, and you know, you were speaking about the morality piece, which I'm really on. Like, I don't know how um, I would be. I can't speak to it because I'm not there, and everything is perspective to me, more importantly than truth. And so, when someone stands on a perspective of siding with someone who you know basically is out to do harm to the country mm-hmm. and tear apart the democracy of the country, which has been, you know, part of this particular land forever. As since I've been born and since many, 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 many hundreds and hundreds of years, we've had democracy as the law of the land in the United States. And so for those senators to still side by and stick by as if nothing happened on January 6th is really amazing to me. Like, I don't know. I'm praying in my and I'm trying to think back. Is there ever a moment where I just sold out like that and just did went a completely against my own morals, my own soul, mm-hmm. my own what's right and wrong? And did something that was against me. Because that's what you're doing. Right, right, right. But you know, as I'm listening and I'm thinking, and then yesterday, or, you know, uh, we were celebrating Juneteenth. Yes. It makes me ask the question, when I heard you say, you know, that we have always been about democracy. I'm talking about since the United States has formed in the union of the 52 states. I am not talking about colonialism. Understood. And how the United States came to be. That's right. way back. Right, right, right. But even since then, yes. <laughs> I just asked myself, because there were, you know, since the 52 states, you know, we were looking for uh, civil rights. Uh, we're still today fighting for 
to make sure that that we have the right to vote, you know, that people are still talking about, you know, taking that away, so to speak. Correct. So it just makes me think, have we ever really been what we say that we are, a, a place of democracy where people really can cast their vote and that that vote is heard? And I that, think that... And that may be where you and I coincide in the role because I have seen America work in the sense of comparison to other countries. Mm-hmm. I am one of those critics of America. I'm mm-hmm. not patriotic in that way. Yes, I was in the United States Army, but I never gained that patriotism feel that some people have. Mm-hmm. Although I would probably want to be here if I had to choose a country. Having said that, I don't think that, like for instance, Ayana just mentioned that we've never seen people be held accountable, but Nixon was fired. You know, Watergate did happen. There are some examples of when you try to cheat an election specifically, because I'm not really speaking about sort of the laws that are coming about as far as voting, obstruction, and some of the other things that are coming about as it relates to civil rights and equity. I'm more talking about the right in which we vote and elect our, 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 we elect people in this country, mm-hmm. supposedly fairly. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the last time, particularly at a presidential election, where it's ever been overturned because someone has not has cheated. This is the first time. This right. is the first time that the democracy of the country, which he is trying to change into a dictatorship, has happened. So I think that, yes, you can compare it to certain things. Yes. yes. But I hold it sort of as a, a first for me, too, because I don't. I don't want us to become complacent. I don't. Right, right, right. We right. as black people, we get we get real complacent about America. Yeah, they're going to do what they want to do. Right. Yeah, the prices are going to go up. What can I do about it? They're going to elect whoever they want. As a matter of fact, they already know who they want. Mm-hmm. That's our conversation with each other. But when we think about the polls most recently in terms of just local, we also know that we didn't, not just me, we, but we all didn't turn out in large numbers. Correct. So I think it's more than just, you know, specific to um, a certain race of people. Right. I think a lot of the country feels, or I shouldn't say, well, I think a lot of folks feel the way that we, you may have heard, you know, people of color Well, let's speaking. talk about the, the local election, for example. That's mm-hmm. a great segue into what just happened. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we all know, um, I think most of us know, that one of the actual um, mayor, mayoral candidates right. attempted, in my opinion, to buy the election. Yes. Man, much money against Karen Bass. Right. And Karen Bass still came in first. Yes. To hold yes. a runoff, which will be coming in November. Correct. Having correct. said that, that's democracy working. Yes. To me. Yes. That's I, people I going agree. out and not allowing someone to buy an election. That's, you know, the, the, the January 6th hearings, you know, the fact that there's a black man sitting at that podium every day. Right. And he's the leader of that committee. Yeah. Makes me proud. You know what I mean? It may not be a huge dent in getting toward equity and making someone accountable for basically trying to overthrow our entire, you know, situation in the government. Yeah. But it does seem like we're getting small victories too. And those small victories add up. I think we're having a conversation with my son the other day and I was talking about, you know, and a lot of times I look to young people because they want change now. 
revolutionary now. And we I love that. We were just that. talking about that. I love the young that. folks do not want to wait for no, anything. No, they're, right. they're sick of waiting for change. Yes, yes, yes. And I get that because, you know, I remember being that way. I remember thinking right. that way. And, you know, when the revolution is called, let's go. But the point is that typically in countries, organizations, big companies, things change in strides. Yes. They don't change in a 180 situation. Absolutely. They just don't. Absolutely. I guess I'm just hoping that we can keep the momentum, yeah. Yeah. that we don't burn out. Yes. Um, because as it's someone said recently, maybe a couple of weeks ago to me, they were like, I feel like I take two steps forward to take five steps back. I hear that. And, you know, and that that's too. the part that yeah. I think wears on folks is, you know, you feel some victories and then you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. How did we go back yeah. past what I was trying yeah. to get to, you know? Um, so we just have to make sure that um, we keep the momentum going, right? Yeah. And then it always goes back to, and this is where I love Ayana in our group, if we have to think about those things that keep us resilient. Yes. Right? How do, because this is hard work. Yes. You know, it's not easy. Staying positive is hard work. Yes. To be, you know, the lead of stuff, to be the principal, to be all of this stuff. And how do we stay resilient? What are those things that we need? Do you have anything that's like new and up and coming that you want to just share? That's a new kind of, this is what you can do to keep yourself in there. Well, you know, I, what I do is I look at those who came before mm-hmm. or who are doing the work that I enjoy, you know. And it may not be necessarily my work. Like, Audre Lord, I'm not a poet, but I, I look at <laughs> some people that had some groundbreaking um, strides that mm-hmm. I can look to. And today leaders, not those just deceased, but there's people right in front of us yes. who, Absolutely, who yes. come from some of the same backgrounds that I've come from that, you know, may not have such privilege. Mm-hmm. And... I look at what they're doing and how they take care of themselves, ask them questions. And, you know, and and everyone is here to do different jobs. And I've learned from Oprah Oprah Winfrey says it really uh, straightforward. Find your own lane and stay and stay in it. And I know my course. I know what what my capacity is. And I can't I'm not trying to emulate anyone else. Maybe learn some of their best practices or, you know, ask questions, read their story, listen to what they say. And I'll take that. So uh, that's pretty much what I do is look look at those my own family members. Mm -hmm. You know, how do they sustain what what are some of the practices that they did? How do they take care of themselves and still continue to work on their passion and drive. You look right. at the models and the examples in your the life. Models and right. The examples. Right. Very right smart. here amongst us. Even even you all, you know, yeah. both of you both were my um, superior, my supervisors before. So, you know, I've, I've watched your leadership styles, and so I can implement some of the things that I can do that you've done, you know, because I can't be you, so I know what I'm capable of doing. Right, right. And so um, stay in my lane. I, I like my that. Lane. I like that. Look, if nothing else today, that's what I got from from all of the work <laughs> I've been doing today is to stay in my own lane, own right? Because that is what is going to fulfill you. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps to keep down on those uh, stressors that we feel. Because a lot of times I think we start veering into other people's lanes. And, listening and then to that's them. when we're frustrated, right? I'm going to add something to it. Stay okay. in your own positive lane. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, I, I always have to just remember yeah. that, you know, because I, I think I do – all right with staying in my lane like I think like you have both shared 
my talents, my gifts, what I'm mm-hmm. good at. I kind of share that with the world. Mm-hmm. Other things, I've never wanted to be an artist. I know the things that I'm not good at. Mm-hmm. But having said that, it's getting more and more challenging for me um, to not just stay in my lane, but to stay positive. Because I have to remember that what I'm seeing, the reality that I am seeing, the negativity that I'm seeing on social media, because I have to be honest, visually, I'm a visual learner. You know, I'm, I, I get a lot of intake from being yeah. a visual learner. And I learn from societal norms and books and everything else, but based on my eyesight. And what I see is often negative. It's mm. a lot of negativity right now going on in the world. Yes. And so for me, just to remind myself, don't just stay in your lane. But stay positive. Yes, yes. You know, look and search for those things that bring you joy so that you can double down on what you're getting naturally in the right. reality world. Right. You know, I follow uh, Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Love her. And she is always putting out something that is positive. And I just admire that about her. I can look at, you know, I'm on Instagram and I'm like, oh, my gosh, she just makes me smile. You know, so I and it's always like something cute. It's something funny. It's or even if it's something that is serious, there's a piece of positivity to what she's presenting. So, um, yes, that's a great tip to make sure that we're trying to, you know, stay positive. Now, sometimes you got to get angry, though. Yeah, yeah. It's not a bad emotion. (laughs) But, you know, I was thinking, Michael, um, about that. Part of being in your lane may know when you have to uh, detach also. Yes. So, you know, when, yes. you, when you're in your lane, you may know this is my time where I, I, I unplug. Mm-hmm. You know? So mm-hmm. I like that. Cannot, and habitually, it's a habit. We get up in the morning, we, we get our coffee or tea, we turn on the news. Some of those things are a habit. Um, and then oftentimes, because we're educators, sometimes we believe we're supposed to be in tune and tapped in all the time. Right. So, you know, you, ha- you have to give yourself permission to actually de- unplug. To oh, yeah. unplug, Turn the news off detach, once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and watch what you're watching. Yes. Pay attention you to what you're paying attention to. You're consuming it all. Yes. yes. Yeah. Do not go to sleep with that stuff in your head. Not at all. So if you're somebody who sleeps with the TV on, make sure that you flip at night before you kind of go to sleep on the sofa. Yes, yes. <laughs> to something that is more positive <laughs> right. because in your psyche or in your... Your, your brain you, waves. Your, right. Your brain waves are taking those in. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. taking that in. You're not... You're hearing it. And then eventually you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, I didn't sleep that great. Yeah. Well, yeah. a lot of it could be, you know, associated with that as well. Your mind was busy. Absolutely. On the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds like that's up for us this week, you guys. I, I think uh, the discussion was great. We, we talked about gas prices and certainly went into politics. Um, but the biggest, I think, um, reflection that I have is learning more about you, Sharice. Mm-hmm. How well, fabulous you. you are. Thank you. And so happy to be a part of this team with you. Same here. All right, Yana, take us out. I'll just say with this, black folks wear sunscreen. (laughs) We think we don't have to wear it. Yeah, it's hot now. Got a heat wave going on in the country. I have a lot of sunspots. With all that swimming with no sunscreen. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, you know, we, we do. As, as much as we think that we don't, you know, we, we'd have to put on some sunblock sunscreen. That's my tip for today. And I just say, hey, we love you. Follow us on Instagram at No Longer Neutral. Rate, please follow, subscribe, rate, please rate, and share. Absolutely. Yes. No Longer Neutral, wherever you listen to podcasts.